Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Frank Fleming, and you are listening to my brand new podcast, a gun podcast for people who don't know shit about guns. This is a podcast for the new gun owners out there, or maybe just people wanting to own a firearm for the first time, and the goal of this podcast is to help guide them in their journey and keep them from making stupid, dangerous, and otherwise cringeworthy mistakes and also help undo some of the lure that mainstream media has put out there about guns. So just stick around, and we'll get on with today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a special episode. It's going to be geared for folks that are actually in the market for buying a new gun. Now, it could be their first gun, or maybe it's their second or third gun, and they are just... They just quite aren't up to snuff on what good quality gun manufacturers are, what good quality guns are. And so I'm, I'm here to give a, a, a tier list to help you uh, clarify what are shit tier guns and top tier guns. So I'm going to go ahead and warn you, this episode is probably going to go over 30 minutes, maybe not. Uh, this is definitely going to be a two-parter episode, because initially I was just going to do gun manufacturers, and the more I did research, um, I found that it, it's more than just gun manufacturers, it's actually gun models. Uh, and at first it was going to be for pistols. And rifles, but you have manufacturers that only manufacture pistols, vice versa. And so this one is for people that are in the market for pistols. Uh, this is also purely an opinion piece. Uh, the list that I've compiled is actually a multitude of lists that I've gone through that I just kind of picked and chose which ones I wanted most. So uh, take it with a grain of salt, but it is my honest opinion, and I hope it helps you um, choose a pistol to buy in your up-and-coming gun, gun purchase. I kind of decided we're going to stop just at the very, very top, cream of the crop, if you will, tier 8 level guns. Uh, so as we're going into the tier 8 guns, if you are shopping in this tier, then tiers 1 through 7 don't even exist to you. And you have to have some really macho BDE, DJT money. For the FUDs out there that don't know what BDE, DJT is, it's big dick energy, Donald J. Trump money. So we're talking about if you're shopping for guns in this category, you're probably clearing at least 500000 a year, maybe more. Uh, and so here we go. Coming in at number one is the H&K P7, chambered in 9mm and 40 SNW. I almost put this in the Unicorn tier because they aren't really made anymore. They were discontinued in like the late 70s, early 80s, and will cost you between $2,000 and $4,000, believe it or not. Number two is the Wilson Combat. 1911 chambered in 45 ACP as all real 1911s are it is basically a $2,000 something pistol and after you buy it you can shout two world wars at just about whoever you want to three is going to be another what I consider to be a unicorn tier gun it is called the Korth K-O-R-T-H now I know when you think of German made pistols revolvers aren't probably the first thing on your mind they're probably the last thing 
these guns are rare and they're expensive and um, you'll probably never see one in real life so I'm not going to cover too much about it and we all know how I feel about revolvers anyway so there is that numero quattro the Ed Brown 1911, chambered in 45 ACP. The only reason I would advocate buying this one is so that you can make your boomer fud neighbor mad when you tell them that you spent over $3,000 for a fucking 1911. Seriously, don't ever pay that much for a fucking 1911. Number five is pretty generic. It's anything made by Dan Wesson. I mean, those guns are retardedly overpriced, and you're just paying for a name. And then coming in at number six... <laughs> I've got any Glock that's been modified by Terran Tactical, because if you get a Terran Tactical modified Glock, uh, again, over over a thousand bucks, and in my honest opinion, unless you're just running super fast competitions, it is not worth it. Sliding on down to the Tier 7 guns, also known as the Poor's Not Welcome. Coming in at number one, we have the HK MK23 or Mark 23. This gun is chambered in 45 ACB. Uh, this baby will run you about twelve to fifteen hundred dollars, but you got those HK. I'm not a poor bragging rights. Also, this gun may be eligible for that unicorn tier because H and K really only makes about a few hundred of these guns per year. So you know, a few hundred guns a year shipped worldwide. Uh, the chances of you actually getting a hold of one are going to be pretty slim. Two in this category is going to be the CZ Shadow 2. This gun is chambered in 9mm and it'll run you around $1,400. Uh, they are a damn fine pistol to own. It's just something about that jet black slide and frame with those metallic blue pistol grips that is just like, it just screams, hey, buy me. Next at number three is a personal favorite of mine and that is the Sig Sauer Legion series. Uh, the, these series are available in 9mm, 45ACP, and also in 10mm, and they're going to run you about a grand, uh, maybe even up to $1,500, and it's basically for anyone that just desperately wants the world to know how much of a Sig Sauer fanboy they are. Uh, most notably, though, these guns are a favorite amongst uh, U.S. Special Forces like the Navy SEALs. We have the... It's uh, number four, the FN57. That's actually the name of the gun and the caliber that it's chambered in. Uh, this I'll be putting on the list of guns also for, uh, eh, they come in about 1000 to 1200 bucks, depending on what the economy is looking like. And uh, fun fact, they're really popular amongst uh, cartels. And number five, the legendary Desert Eagle. The one chambered in 50 AE will run you anywhere from 15 to 1700 big ones, and these guys are pretty popular with African warlords. On to the next tier, tier 6. This category is the you have money and a little bit of an idea of where you want that money to go. Number one is going to be the HK USP. These HKs run six to $800 and are chambered in 40 SMW and are very reliable firearms for the price point. And I hope you're starting to notice that I'm putting H&K at just about the top of every single one of these tiers. And there's a reason for that. It's fucking H&K. At number two, we got the CZ75 SP01 chambered in 9mm. 
it's a $500 gun, but the real reason you'd want it is so that you can point out to all your buddies that it was featured in that 80s cult classic, Red Dawn. Moving on to number three is the Beretta 92, chambered in 9mm. And just so we're clear, this gun, I grew up loving this gun, not even knowing what it actually was. Uh, and that is because it was also featured in another 80s cult classic, which is Die Hard. This gun runs about five to six hundred bucks, and I mean, come on, Bruce Willis shot this gun, so I mean, why not? Alright, and lastly, at number four in this tier, I guess since I'm already on a cult classic movie kick, I feel like I have to mention the H&K P30. It's chambered in 9mm, as well as 40 SW, and this gun was used by none other than John Wick himself. Out of all the HKs, this one's probs the cheapest, coming in at around 500 bucks. So, I mean, it's it's attainable. You can you can own one. All right, we're down to tier five, folks. Pay attention, tier five. These next guns that I'm about to mention are pretty much the industry standard, and they all fall into a price range of four to five hundred dollars, which means they are extremely reliable and extremely affordable. And if you're seriously thinking about buying a new gun, one of these guns is one of the ones that I would go with. Number one on this list is the Glock 17 or 19. Both are chambered in 9mm. This will make all the Glock fanboys tighten their pants. And well, the Glock 19 has been called the Swiss Army Knife of guns, even though it's an Austrian manufactured gun. I myself was once a Glock fanboy, but have since moved over to the Sig Sauer side of life. Uh, which brings us to our number two which is the SIG P320, or if you want the micro subcompact version, the P365. Both come chambered in 9mm. These guns, when you hold them, they really just feel like an extension of your own arm, and they're total nail drivers. Uh, on a slight note about the P365, go with the 365 or the 365 XL, and stay the hell away from the P365 SAS. The sights on the SAS are total trash, and uh, I have no idea what SIG was thinking when they came out with that model, but yeah, just uh, stay away from it. But the, the P320 and the P365, um, I have to just throw my own bias on and say uh, probably my personal favorites. Three in this tier is going to be the Walther PPQ, chambered in 9x19. 9x21, 40SNW, and 45ACP. Without being a James Bond gun, it's literally the manufacturer that has forever been in all of the James Bond movies. Um, decent shocker, it's also a German-made gun, as are most of these guns. And that brings us to number four in this tier, which is going to be none other than Smith & Wesson M&P. And pretty much any of the M&Ps. Uh, they'll always be an industry standard. They just barely made it though. But that's still important because you can get these guns in 9mm, 40, and 45 ACP. On to our next category, the Tier 4 guns. These guns are, well, uh, let's just go ahead and classify Tier 4 as the just as good category. These guns start with a 250 price point and peak around 450, so they're super fucking affordable. And for the most part, they're still pretty reliable as well. Number one is the Canic TP9. It's better than a Springfield XD, but not as good as a Glock. 
and usually starts around 250 to 300 bucks and are typically manufactured in Turkey, typically chambered in 9mm, but I think you can also get them in 40 and 45 ACP. Two is the Taurus PT-92. This is a Brazilian-made gun, and if you ever played the Max Payne video games, you'll pretty you'll be pretty familiar with this one. Also, just to note, this gun is what you would call a direct clone of the Beretta 92, the gun just mentioned a few guns ago. Uh, so it's like having a Beretta, but only for about half the price. Number three is the Springfield Hellcat, and it's a direct competitor with the SIG P320 uh, and P365. Most commonly can be found with a Crimson Trace add-on, and they also fall in between the four and $500 category, and they are chambered in 9mm. Number four is the Springfield XD series. All I can say about these is that they're literally just as good. Uh, not. They are chambered in 9mm, uh, 40, 45 ACP, and that's all I really have to say on that because I'm running out of time and I really don't care about Springfield arms in general. And that's just my personal opinion, but for what it's worth, it, it, you can just do a hell of a lot better than anything made by Springfield. The next tier is going to be Tier 3, and Tier 3 is a fun category because it's basically any weird cheap military surplus gun or as we say on these streets mill serps uh, most of these are going to be your com block uh, service uh, pistols so uh, let's move on to number one in this category which is going to be the makarov chambered in 9 by 18 parabellum and 380 Literally any Makarov, and you'll be doing just fine. They come from Russia. These guns are your iconic comblock weapon. They're cheap, snappy, and reliable, all while being a little too heavy for their size, and are, in my opinion, uh, one of the best Millsurp guns that you can get for as little as like 300 bucks. Uh, it's, it's really a pretty decent buy. Next at number two in this tier is the CZ82. These guns are also chambered in 9x18 Parabellum and are also pretty affordable, starting around $250. Coming in at number 3 is the Tokarev TT-33. It's another Russian ship pistol, but was also made by the Romanians and the Yugoslavians. It oddly resembles a weird attempt at a 1911, and they started about $250. But they are chambered in a 7.62 by 25 round. And just so you know, fair warning, that is not a common round found here in America. I'm not saying you can't get it. Obviously, you can. But it's not going to be on any of your Walmart or Academy or um, Cabela's uh, ammo shelves. You're probably going to have to get this one offline, and you're also probably going to have to order it in bulk. So just be wary before you go out buying that. If you're a collector, it doesn't matter. I almost bought a Tokarev, and the only reason why I didn't was because at, at the time, I just couldn't justify it. I mean, as, as affordable as they are, um, I can be a little bit of a cheapskate sometimes, and so I uh, decided to pass on it. And I've regretted it ever since. Uh, I, I passed on a Tokarev, and I also passed on a Makarov. Um, and both guns, I, I kind of wish I'd just gone ahead and forked the money over to get. Four is the Polish P64, and this is the gun you buy when you're too poor to own a Makarov. They're still great guns, and they're also chambered in 9x18 Parabellum. Tier 
Here I decided to add a bonus, a number five, and that's basically going to be any police revolver. Trading these are going to be typically your snub nose 38 specials, but aren't limited to your trooper 357s. And uh, as far as the little snub noses are concerned, they're cheap, they're liable, and really easy to conceal. Uh, most of them don't have safeties, so if you get a holster for them, get uh, a custom-made holster that covers up the trigger so that it don't go off in your pants. And that brings us to tier number two, which I'm going to classify as the I'm too poor to buy a used fucking canic category. Coming in at number one, you have the Smith & Wesson Sigma. This gun is so shitty that they got sued by Glock. Uh, and are now having to pay Glock for every Sigma sold. That's a big oof. Uh, they're chambered in 9mm and 380 and came out in, they come out in the uh, $200 category. And I just want to hit on that. Like, so what, what basically happened was Smith & Wesson, they designed this new gun that's the Sigma, and literally, as far as anybody's concerned, Internally and externally, it's a fucking Glock. They just slapped a Smith & Wesson logo on it. Glock got a hold of it, and they were like, Oh, wait a second. This, this is our gun. And so they uh, they took them to court. Um, they had... They had total. They totally had patents on all of their guns, and it was obviously a copy infringement. And so, yeah, don't try to... Don't try to pull one over on Glock. They, they don't like that very well. Number two is the Taurus G2C gun. These guns start at about 250 and the pistol is chambered in 9mm. I'm personally not a big Taurus fan. I've actually been bitten by Taurus. I, I bought a little Taurus uh, single stack 9mm and it was complete trash. And uh, But it, it's, it's, it's still a decent manufacturer and so I felt like I would go ahead and put it on the list. Moving on to number three, <laughs> oh man, uh, coming in at number three is the Bursa Thunder. It starts at $250, chambered in 380 and personally, I don't think that this gun belongs on this list just because it is a direct clone of the Makarov, but with better grips, better sights, and I may be biased because I actually own one of these motherfuckers. Uh, but I have actually tested it against one of my buddy's Makarovs, and even he agreed that the Bursa was better, was a better clone than the actual Makarov. He he liked the grips, uh, he liked the sights, and the sight. I'm telling you, the sights are 1,000% better. So maybe you like the design of the Bursa. Uh, I'm sorry, maybe you like the design of the Makarov, but you don't want to fork out the Makarov money, so I would totally, I would totally tell you to just go ahead and get you that Bursa. They're fun. They're real fun. Next, at number four, is the Ruger American. <laughs> these, the, this one has a little bit of a funny story to it. So these started out at the 500 price when they were first released, and then after like a month of being released, they tanked so hard that they haven't been able to rise above the 300 price point. Uh, these guns are chambered <clears throat> in 9mm, and while they're shitty, they do work. Uh, it's not ideal for a concealed carry, but either way, um, if you're just, you know, needing a gun in a pinch and you don't want to spend a lot of money, eh, why not? 
And finally, we are at the last tier, tier one, otherwise known as the shit hand cannons that absolutely no one should have to buy unless you were trying to be funny and laugh it off with your buddies about how shitty they are. And I am dead fucking serious. If you bought one of these and you're serious about it, you are either a felon or a retard. Simple as that. One in this tier is going to be the High Point C9. Are you shocked? Are you really shocked? You knew, you knew that High Point was going to be on this list at some point in time and that they were going to be at the very shit bottom. So, um, the C9 is chambered in 9mm. And I'm dead ass serious when I tell you that if you spend over $120 for this gun, you have been ripped off, my friend. And I'm not joking. You can literally buy any one of these at a pawn shop for like a hundred bucks. But to High Point's credit, they do come with a lifetime warranty. But that's probably because the manufacturer doesn't really expect you to live very long. Now, I've seen these covered on a lot of GunTube episodes. I've seen them put through a lot of torture tests. And they are pretty fucking durable. I've seen them shot with other guns. They've been clogged up with clay and mud and you cement. One, one guy put cement down the barrel. Uh, it still sort of worked after that. But um, for all the shit that I've seen these uh, gun tubers do to these guns, uh, I was actually very impressed with how they they still shot the, the biggest thing with any high point is just how goddamn big it is. It's a fucking brick. Like, if, if you're a guy, you could not conceal this on you without imprinting. And if you're a girl, I promise you, if you've got a purse that's big enough to fit it, that is, like, the only thing that's fitting in your purse. I mean, they are, they are cartoon big. And um, I really don't know about the accuracy of them. Uh, are they reliable? Will they fire? Yeah, from what I've seen. Uh, but as far as the sights are concerned, I couldn't really tell you a whole lot, but they, they, they are indeed a joke in the firearms community, and unless you are buying one as a joke, I try to stay away from them. Coming in at number two, we have, oh no, gosh, we have the kel PF9, sells for around 200 bucks, chambered in 9mm, and once again, I honestly don't think that Keltecs belong this far down on the list. Most Keltecs are weird and a little unorthodox, maybe, but despite all their little quirks and flaws, the company overall is a pretty much a very innovative company. And they aren't scared to try out new designs. Unfortunately, though, most of their new designs are pretty far outside the box but you can't help but cringe a little at it uh but in my own personal opinion uh keltec is still better than a high point um i've had friends and family that have owned keltecs and they're cool guns they are cool guns they're they're just a little you know a little on the spectrum three is going to be any derringer pistol ever they started about $150 to $200. I actually once thought about buying one just because of how concealable I thought they could possibly be. Luckily, luckily, luckily for me, I had a buddy of mine who at the time knew a little bit more about guns than I did. And he pretty much told me that the only thing uh, Derringer was good for was uh, committing suicide.
And you can literally get these from as small as a 22 caliber to a 4570 government. And folks, let me tell you, if you if you get a Derringer chambered in 4570, you are asking to have your fist broken. Like you're fucking you and the guy in front of you up. Uh, but also to note, I believe you can also get these little Derringers chambered in 7.62 by 39, which is literally an AK-47 round. That's a rifle round and a little B pistol. And with pretty much any Derringer, you're going to get one to two shots, depending on if it's a single barrel or a double barrel. Uh, they're clunky, and they don't really have safeties, and I just, I just wouldn't. I mean, I, I really wouldn't. I mean... Just the lack of ammo capacity, and I mean, uh, to me, it's just a really bad choice. And lastly, we have the Raven Arms P25 chambered in, yes, you guessed it, 25 millimeter. It's not as powerful as a 32, and somehow it sucks worse than a 22. You can literally get these guns for like 50 bucks if you just know where to look in the right place. Uh, also, when I think of the 25 ACP, anything chambered in it, there's only two types of people that carry little 25 nickel-plated guns, and that is pimps and grandmas. That is it. No in-between. Right, and that, that really does it for my uh, tier, my top tier list. Um, I'm going to do a part two for the rifles. Uh, I tried to have fun with this list. I tried to put some gun humor in there. If you're new to the whole gun world, uh, some of it probably went over your head. If you're a gun nerd like myself, you probably got a little bit of a chuckle out of it. Um, and so really the moral of today's show is if you're seriously thinking about getting a gun, keep it at the 500 and up mark. Uh, don't pay over a thousand dollars. When you get into the thousand bucks and up, you're really just paying for a name, more or less. But you know, don't don't cheap out on your gun because you know you got to think like you were anticipating for this thing to have to maybe one day save your life, and so that really more or less makes a gun kind of like insurance. So as we all know, yes, you can overpay for insurance, but you can also underpay for insurance. And it's the age-old adage, you get what you pay for. So any of those industry standard guns that I mentioned would 1,000% be your safest bet. Um, but I understand that, you know, we don't all make the same amount of money. And, you know, sometimes just 300 bucks can be a lot of money to some people, just depending on where they're at in their lives. And so I, I did make the list kind of geared for, I mean, I've been there. I've been in my early 20s, not had a lot of money, and had to buy budget guns. Uh, the, in fact, all of the first guns, all of my first guns that I ever bought were all budget guns. And it wasn't until I started realizing that I really liked uh, shooting and collecting these things that I was like, you know what, I got to up my gun game. I got to just try to, you know, sit, set some money aside, save up, and buy the gun that I really want. And ever since I started buying the guns that I knew I really wanted, and not just the guns that I was settling for, I've been a lot happier. And at the end of the day, um, it really doesn't matter which gun you go with. If you don't practice with it, 
it's useless. It's dangerous. So get out to the range. Try to set aside one weekend a month if you can. I realize some ranges charge $10, $15 per hour. Uh, but there are also ranges that all you have to do is have like a valid hunting license. And I think valid hunting licenses are like 25 bucks a year or something like that. But yeah, if you, if you don't practice, you and the gun are pretty much useless. And also, let's just say you're really hard on your luck, you don't have any money, and you don't have a gun, and so you do go for something like a high point or something like that, I will tell you this, having a shitty cheap gun is better than having no gun and um with that being said i'm going to wrap up this episode i'm shocked that we are still under the 30 minute mark so uh with that being said i can't wait to see you till next time and thanks for listening well folks that wraps up this episode of the podcast for people who don't know shit about guns please like and subscribe so that you know when i post in future episodes the goal is to post one episode a week I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and if you feel like I've left anything out, please do let me know in the comments, and on that note, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.